G'day, and welcome to the Wing It Podcast. Illinois, they take out Nice Madness. They win it for sure. Max King, 50 goals this season. Yeah, Eduardo, he's my bet of the day. He'll take out the Galaxy. James Harden, MVP at $10. You heard it here first. G'day, and welcome to another episode of the Wing It Podcast. Episode 19. Oh, I thought we were at 20. No, not yet. No, no, no. I was actually thinking the other day, what, what's, what's the goal? Like what is it? Is infinite. it fifty or a hundred? Infinite. Yeah, infinite. But like, oh. is it fifty or a hundred? Like, will we have a celebratory episode at fifty or a hundred? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, okay. we'll get some beers at fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have beers every episode anyway. Yeah, but, good point. Uh, yeah. So, welcome back to another episode of the Winger Podcast. Yes. Uh, we're now really good at these uh, terrible opens where we just start talking shit. Yes. Uh, but no, we actually have a bit of an agenda today. Uh, unlike your normal wing it podcast, uh, it will still be roughly the same, but just a tiny bit of a structure to it. We're spicing uh, things up. Yeah, spicing things up. Why not? Change it up every now and then. You know, we did say at the start we're going to change it up every 19 episodes, so yeah. uh, we may as well do it. There's no better time than now. So, no. Uh, but no, so how are you, Cam? Been all right? I'm good. I'm excited for today's episode. You're looking say- fresh as our, uh, as our YouTube viewers can see. Yes, I'm dressed up to the nines for, obviously, because we've got a big announcement. We do have a big announcement. Should so- I just kick it off right now? Yeah, why not? Why not? Well, big announcement to the Wing It podcast. We have our very first, our inaugural sponsor, yep. uh, Brown Bats. Can round, round of applause? <laughs> Brown Bats is a South Aussie locally owned business by Jared Brown, who's a big fan of the podcast. Yep. Um, he's sponsored us to try and promote us as much as he can, as he loves the podcast and loves what he hears. Uh, Brown Bats is a home installation business in SA. So if you need any home installation needs, Brown Bats is your man. Give him a yep. call with Jared. But um, yeah, we're very pleased to have him on board as our inaugural sponsor, and we actually have our uh, very own segment for him, which yep. will come up later in the show uh, during our preview. So and I'm not just saying this, but Brown Bats, I know a few people who have uh, been customers of the business before, yep. and I've heard only great things. So great to work with, uh, great installation quality, uh, yep. as well as also the customer service that goes with that, that you would expect from Brown Bats. So it's we only right. associate ourselves with sort of the best businesses in Adelaide oh, exactly. uh, and good quality is what we what we really strive for. 100%. So that's why we're happy to have him on board and uh, we're, exactly. we're, ho- we're hope for a long and healthy relationship with Brown Bats. So Absolutely. thank you, Jared. We appreciate you, mate. Appreciate it. And let's kick on with the episode, huh? Yeah. Well, so, we've got a new agenda. Yeah, a bit of a new agenda on this podcast. Uh, so yeah, just... Just spice them up a little bit, as Cam said before, and hopefully make it a bit more interesting. Well, should we start off with, what are we going to call this segment? Cam's News? We're we going to call it Hot In- News? Rumor Mill. Rumor Mill. Okay. I was trying to think of a like, really good name for it. We're going to call it Rumor Mill. And- I, I thought of the name for, for everything else, so I can't think of a name for this one. Right. Anyway, kick off with and the Rumor Mill. Well, there's plenty of good weeks to start it. So plenty the- going on at the moment. Our Rumor Mill each week is going to be just the main few headliners from the week. And I think we'll start off with first, Zach Williams. Whoa, I watched this once in first in far and like just in normal speed after i sent it to you hyping it up and i thought what what the hell was the suspension for yep. i could not see it i just thought it was a little bit of a scuffle then when you slow it down and really focus in on it it was pretty ugly it was awful it was like i understand in the heat of the moment you're not really thinking things may look worse when you slow them down and things like that but the fact that liam ryan bumped uh jason johannesson yes and then this happened with Zach Williams, and they both got the same original fine yep. or um, punishment yep. uh, of one game was ridiculous. It was. Just, this, is, this comes back to the problem that I have with the MRO is they punish, we've talked about this before, they, times. they punish the outcome, they don't punish the act. So if you're not stopping the act, then 
the outcome is going to change with every everything and the act's not going to stop. And that shouldn't be the case at all because no. concussions and injuries, they can happen just by a little millimetre. Exactly. Like, you can get hit in the cricket ball 100 times. doesn't mean you're going to die from it. You know what I mean? Or 100 different people can get hit by the same cricket ball. Exactly. And be completely fine. But if your intent is to hurt someone, yeah. then that has to be why they, you're being suspended. Exactly. It shouldn't be about you whether you get knocked out, fracture your skull, or break a chin or whatever. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with that. Well, if, you, if you're at home haven't seen what Zach Williams did, uh, the best way I could describe it is grabbed the back of Ben Key's Guernsey, pulled it towards him, and then on the like outer edge where it's not grass, no, it's, the it's, oval. It's almost like an AstroTurf. Yeah, it's like stuff. an AstroTurf, I believe, like cement under it. Yeah. He just slammed his head into the floor. Yeah. Uh, like pushing the back of his neck and head into the floor. And Ben Keats was all right. But this is what I'm saying is that action was like vicious almost. And if the action was to happen and then result in Ben Keys broken nose broken nose yep. concussed or he could be out like for like five six weeks like we saw Hunter Clark if that happened Zach Williams would have copped four five maybe even six weeks to, just with how malicious it was so um, yeah I, I just don't want to see that in the game whatsoever it's not part of the game it's not in um, it's not it, like during the actual game so like you look at danger he bumped someone they bumped kelly i believe it was yes. they clashed heads and he got four weeks in a, and it was still a football move it was a football move they're both like exactly. going for the ball but then uh, danger would brace himself and obviously it led to yes. kelly uh, concussion but it was still a football move yeah exactly this is nothing to do with the football this is like four, a fight. 300 meters off the football this is a fight like, is, the exactly. football, like i can't stress anymore this couldn't be like further away from the football and mro classified it as uh rough conduct a rough rough conduct Intentional conduct, low impact, but high contact. Yeah. How was that low impact? Lo- lo- no, what they do, the it, it, high impact is like the longer you're out, the higher the impact That's is. what I'm saying. How ridiculous is the fact yeah. that they're calling that low impact? That That's impactful. It's something you'd, that like, was get, high. you'd get locked up for if you oh, exactly. were... Exactly. Like you said, yeah. if, you, if I did it to a bloke on the gutter on Highland Street, yeah. oh boy. Oh and boy. Gone. And caught on camera as well. I oh, know. With the pretty much cop right there, that being the referee, uh, the umpire right there. It's ridiculous. But the thing about this is, Zach Williams, he comes in getting paid allegedly around $800,000, I believe it is, per year. Comes in as a midfielder, gets concu- uh, gets sorry suspended yep. for his first game, so didn't play his first regular season game, and then uh, goes on to be in horrendous form. Play shit. Yeah, just he's not played well, and they've sent him back to the half-back half line. He, he played a really good game on the weekend, to be it's, fair. It's the sad part. Yeah, and then do this. Like, who gets two suspensions in a season? Like, yeah, exactly. Since, Especially in new since club the likes well. of like Barry Hall and Tony Lockett, I don't think that's happened. No, it, it's, it, it, no, you're right. And this was finally, I thought, the turning point for Zach Williams' season, and now he goes and sets himself back again. So he can only blame himself. Um, he, I should, he should consider himself extremely lucky that our uh, AFL system is flawed yeah. and he's not out for four weeks. Yeah. So anyway, enough about that. Next rumour mill and news I want to talk about, Gold Coast. Shocking. What's going on? We had our Colton rant last week. Yeah. Now it's onto the Gold Coast rant. Um, how are they doing this bad? And I thought North Melbourne, that was a perfect opportunity to, for them, who's a better team on paper yeah. and better younger talent, better... Bit of everything, better forward line, better coaching. defense, better coaching. You'd think you'd think better coach. Yeah, that was their moment to finally grab this season by the scruff of the neck and go. All right, let's get it back on track. Yeah, and they should have lost that game by sixty points. Oh, it was horrendous. North Melbourne kicked, I think, nine or ten behinds in the third quarter. It was something yeah. ridiculous. That what is going on at Gold Coast? I'm starting to think now. You've got talent. You've got kids. What is it? Is it just leadership? 
They, I don't well, know. They've been gifted everything that they could oh, possibly want. More than any other like, club in the AFL history. Who doesn't want to go and live in the Gold Coast, first and foremost? So that's obviously attracting players straight away. They've got... I'm sure that's why Brendan Ellis packed up his bags and went. Exactly. Yep. And they've got they've and thrown the cash at people. They've got good coaching staff up there. Yep. They've had picks thrown at them left, right, and They've center. got number one picks coming through their ass right now. Like they had number one and two picks back to back. And they both started. Two, three years ago. And yeah, Swallows both are number one pick guns. getting around. Yeah. And King's then, top five pick. Uh, this season, they're, they're trying to apply for the first pick of the second round. It's nuts. Like, how much can you give this team that they're going to end up doing well? Why don't they chuck in? I was hearing, I heard this on, uh, on I think, AFL 360 the other day. So, uh, Jordan Lewis, uh, Roughhead and Burgoyne yep. and Hodge, I believe. In that oh, year yes. that Hodge left, yes. they were all offered to go to the Gold Coast. All of them. Like, yeah. like with each other, obviously, premiership stars for Hawthorne and, and mates as well. Yeah. Uh, and they chose not to go, just for whatever, for different reasons, I um, assume. Yeah. But that's what they need. They need like a cluster of players like that to go yeah. up there and cement the culture, cement like... Definitely. It, they were talking about um, training, like just ha- how to train in training levels. Yeah. Like they have none of that at the Gold Coast just apparently. The whole idea of how to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I'd like to see like a even like a Pendlebury and side bottom They've and got to. someone else yep. like trio go up there. Hundred percent. Just cement them, and they'll if that trio goes up there, they'll be playing finals in two years' time minimum. Oh, they've got to. It yep. worked for Brisbane. They brought in Hodge and Birchall, exactly. two players for so example. influential. It, not saying that Hodge and Birchall are the reason why they're a top four team. I'm sure it's a huge reason why BTS. It's a, it, it, it helps. And uh, Gold Coast, I like what they did with Ellis. It was a good step in the right direction. Someone like Brendan Ellis, Premiership star, and still in a not even in the twilight of his career, still no. surprisingly young, 27 I believe he is yeah. or 28. So great moves there, Rory Atkins. They're good foundations, and Swallow's been around now. But now it's time if you're Gold Coast, get the checkbook out. I don't give a shit how much it costs. Side bum is side bottom. He's not a star. He's not. He's, he's not the side bottom he used to be. Still no. a fantastic player, but at the twilight of his career, Pendlebury the same. It's yep. time to pay them half a million plus a year and go. Look, Colin might give you two years. We'll give you four. Yep. Stuff it. Yeah. Who cares what happens in four years' time if they're playing well below average or if they're not playing at all? Like exactly. If they end up in a coaching role or something like that, it's only a positive. Exactly. Only positive. Sam oh. Mitchell, when he went to West Coast, very similar. Yeah. When they got Petrie and Mitchell, when they had those stars just still ticking along, I they think, want to flag next year. I think rather than money, just give up your draft picks. Give up young talent. Yeah. Like, um, who was it that they drafted last year? Mm. No, not Flanders. Well, they got like play like oh, Flanders. So many of them, yeah. Uh, like Lemons even, like Ainsworth and young, yeah. young players like this. Uh, and as... Elijah Hollands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's meant to be like one of the best players from the draft last year, I believe. Um, and he's not played a single game. No. Trade players like that to a team like Collingwood where it will be mutually beneficial because you're getting that experience and talent that you need and yes. they're getting the, the youth to build around and grow around. Even that sharp kid who debuted on the weekend. Another one. Yeah. There's plenty of them. They've got plenty. So and Collingwood right. are the prime candidate because they're now they've got great top-end talent as we've spoken about. Yeah. But they have none of like the rest of the talent. So it's just, the list off. is really just depleted at the moment. Um, so you, they, they're they going to need the draft picks and the young players. And especially with trying to get Nick Dacos in this draft, yeah. they're going to need like, I believe they need like points. Yeah, they do. So yeah. you need like draft picks and things like that, I think, to get the points. You do, correct. Um, so getting those future draft picks from the Suns will be huge. Yeah, and they can trade that onto picks for this year and that works out for them well. Yeah. They're lucky in this respect, Collingwood, they're going to be a bottom four side, you'd imagine. So it's yeah. a lot of the points needed are right there. Yep. But um, you're right. It all adds up. So um, that's, that's the last thing on, Col- on uh, Gold Coast. 
they need some, a major overhaul, and we thought it would have been done two years ago, and here we still are. Now, the last bit of news for the week... Which we don't have too much news on. It is breaking it's news. It's pretty much so. breaking news, yeah. Um, well, every team's in Victoria. Yep. Portland Crows have been told to pack their bags. They're on the flight as we speak. Um, Perth teams left yesterday. Yep. Gold Coast teams left, I think, a few days ago uh, yesterday as well. And Sydney have been out there for about a week. But there we go. So, gee, uh, a bit of a bit of karma, I guess, in the end yeah. for the non-Victorian teams who, who loved it? it last year. You know, it was a year. Last year was the year for Port or for a West Coast or for a Brisbane to win the flag. None did. Now is the year for Victorians to win, depending on how long this goes for. Yep. Dream runs home for all of them. Exactly. And yeah, it's going to be home or. It's going to be away games played at home grounds or in home states. They'll be sleeping in their sleeping own beds. In their own beds. We love we that. We always talk about. Yep. Uh, so it's just going to be really interesting to see how the season goes on from here, how Marvel and MCG and GMHBA hold up in terms of their grounds. Because we saw last year the Gabba and Metricon really copped it because uh, they were getting played like two games a day on their sort of thing in some cases. Yes. Uh, and the grounds just got torn up, as, as you can imagine. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens to the Hello Turf of the MCG. Uh, with probably three or four games getting played on it per week. Thankfully, this is in Melbourne because they have the they have, they have the, the facilities, they have facilities, and they have the luxury of playing a game at Icon Park, for example. They have True, that yeah. luxury. They have that at their disposal more than a Gold Coast does. Do you reckon they will? They play could. Icon Park. But why not? It holds. I think they had a redevelopment. It holds about twenty thousand. I want to say, mm. and we shouldn't even be worrying about crowds right now because it's probably not going to yeah. be full capacity anyway. No. And so, especially for a Carlton game, there will not be. Yeah, full exactly. Capacity. I wouldn't be paying money for a Carlton game either. So, uh, but yeah, so they, they have the facilities. But you're right; it may become an issue down mm. the line. But we are not much else to say on that because it's breaking news. We'll yep. see teams. You know, they haven't even discussed where everyone's playing. How long is it going to go for? Is this a one week thing? Is this a month thing? No Who one knows. knows. Literally, no one knows. Who knows? So, uh, but yes, but that's the last bit of breaking news. That's more of the sort of thing you're going to hear on the rumor mill over the next uh, few episodes, or however long we do it for. Yeah. Uh, so let us know in the comments on Instagram, on YouTube, if you do like this little uh, section, and tell us your, your feedback on the the new uh, rollout for the podcast as well. Well, we'll continue with our new rollout. We'll do our review. Usually, we review every game, and we do a bit of a blanket thing over all the games. Yeah. But we're changing we, it up. We decided that we talk about like Carlton and Gold Coast far too North much. Melbourne, sh- get a shout out far Hawthorne. too much. Hawthorne, teams that no one really gives a shit about. Let's be real. Like, even we don't give a shit about. No, we don't give a shit about. We still make it. So we can't polish a turd. So now we're going to stick with the polished turds. Yep. And uh, we're going to go about three to five games per, per week that we will review. Uh, they'll always be the South Aussie games. Yep. Uh, because that's our main listener base. Uh, the Ds will always get a shout out, not because of Dogger, but because they're first on the ladder. Not true. And because of Dogger. And obviously, a couple other big games. So, yeah. no bigger game than any last week. Then to kick it off was a Friday, Thursday night? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yep. It was a... The prelim rematch yes, from last year. Lions taking on the Geelong Cats. Great game. Great game. We both tipped the Lions. Yeah. Because we thought, we thought coin flip, game at home, whoever's at home, we would back. Yeah. Didn't expect a nearly 50-point win. Yeah. Well, no Mitch Duncan and... The fact that it, yeah, it was at home for the Lions was the only really tipping point for me. I think I actually just tipped them by one point. Yeah, I uh, think just I'm to save well. my margin if it went either way. Yeah. So wasn't too confident in it. I knew, I knew, or well, everyone knew that uh, Lockie Neal would get tagged out of the game, which he did by Mark O'Connor up until half time. Really, very well. Again. Yeah, he it broke sort of, it in the end. Yeah. Oh, he didn't. Like, they stopped tagging completely in the fourth quarter. Oh, well, um, end up with twenty five touches. So he yeah. had to go. Well done. He had fourteen in the last quarter. That's huge, isn't it? Massive. God, he's, he's, yeah, that shows he's back to his best. Yeah, he definitely is. He's so. a fancy pickup right now. 
Uh, but yeah, like players like Zorko stepped up, players Huge. like McCluggage, uh, Lines didn't even really step up at all. He didn't do very well. No, I he didn't think. need to, did he? Uh, surprising. Yeah, it was a bit strange because we were talking about it. The it was like the top six touch getters, two of them were Lions. Yes, but that's what not what they needed. They just needed sort of game breakers that they had with Joey Danaher kicking four, I think. Zorko's um, touches were so Zorko, impactful. He was so 140 plus DT points, 23 touches. You ever say? Oh, 100 percent. And tackling machine. So, but gee, Brisbane really showed that they had Zorko, ta- uh, Neil tagged out for half a game minimum, yep. and Lyons didn't have his usual 30 plus. Yep. And they beat what we've been saying on our power rankings. He's been too long of the team to beat. Yeah. And they've gone and beat them by 40 plus. I was so impressed mainly by Charlie Cameron. Uh, so, yep. got a bit of a new role this week with the uh, defensive assignment on Tom Stewart. Uh, Tom Stewart ended up having the greatest game of his minimal- career. What? what was that last week? Tom Stewart the week before that. Had yeah, no, it wasn't this week. It wasn't this week. Oh, wasn't my this apologies. Week. Um, yeah, so Tom Stewart ended up having uh, probably one of the worst games of his career. Apologies. Had uh, about 14 touches, maybe 17 touches, yes, I think. Yes, he had a stinker. You put yeah, him on the bench. Yeah, he was shocking. Yes. Uh, yeah, I put him on the bench in AFL fantasy uh, draft just because I knew he'd have a stinker. So there you go. Uh, didn't think it would be this bad. But yeah, so Charlie Cameron playing that defensive role on him and still managed to kick two snags, I think. So... Uh, no, really impressive by Brisbane and I tipped them at the start of the season to win the Premiership and I'm sticking to that now. I still think they're the team to beat. The Demons may have beaten them, but it was under a bit of weird circumstances and Neil wasn't back fully fit. So, yeah, just interest, interesting game. I think a lot of take out of it and I think Brisbane, for me, definitely wants to beat. Yeah, we can put them back on top of our power rankings, no doubt. Yep. All right, moving on to the next game. And no, um, not, a, not a lot of time to spend on this one, but Port obviously outlasting the Swans. Great game. Great game of footy to watch. It looked like it was dead and buried at three-quarter time, to be fair. We were up by about 20, maybe 18 or so, whatever. Um, then Buddy decided to do what Buddy does and just turn on probably the 10 minutes, best 10 minutes of footy I've seen all year yep. by a single player. He was kicking goals, chased down tackles, you name it. That tackle on Tom Jonas. So good. I was right in front of it at the pocket. And I thought, my God, he's, God, he, he's so big. And the pace he gets in those legs. It was unreal. I don't know. I no wonder he twings hamstrings all the time. Because yeah. the amount of speed he gets up and he's, oh, unbelievable. Like, but Tom Jonas oh. had like two minutes of separation from Buddy Franklin. Oh, he had five minutes on him. Easy. Yeah. And he ran at him and literally was, was uh, horizontal by the time he was tackling him. It was amazing. But he, he was sensational. And I take my hat off to Sydney. They played a really good game of footy, which is a tough game to come to Portland at any time of the year. Yeah. And they played a really good game uh, to come back in a game they were down most of. Yep. But um, thankfully for Port, we held on, which was huge. We needed that win. God, we needed that win to be another top eight side. Um, Sam Mays, a super sub, played a half a game at Prospect in the morning yeah. and then comes in and plays half a game and wins us the game. Unreal. Oh, I no. love that you ended up winning a uh, game against the top top eight who were uh, touted to be the bottom four side. So yes. I'm not counting it as a win against the top eight. Uh, you still got a long way to go, but in two weeks you'll have the Demons and see how we go then. Well, they're in the top eight right now, so that's all that matters. Mate, it doesn't matter about preseason predictions. I had you, top, I had you boys outside the top eight as well. So, yeah, fair enough. As did, as did most. But yes, well done to Port. We needed that. Next game. Your boys, just speaking of them, they outclassed. Is they outclassed? Yeah, outclassed. Outclassed the Bombers. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, we like you, I don't know if you remember this, but you called this so perfectly last episode. You said Shit, this good. game is going to be... 15 to 20 point margin all game and it's never going to be close and it's yeah. going to be a pretty boring yeah, game. Exactly. You'd always be two goals in front or so. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. So Jeez. we got up early. This is why you listen to the Winger podcast. Exactly. Uh, we got up early. There was uh, Stringer was getting off the, off the chain a little bit um, and then we just reeled him in with Hibbard doing an unbelievable job on him and also Jaden Hunt holding 
uh, I believe, holding Tim and Wingy uh, goalless. So huge defensive effort from him. And obviously Stephen May uh, copping another scalp against uh, Kyle Hooker, who went goalless as well, I think. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, no demons really performed or, or showed up too much. One goal. Um, yeah, one goal. So no one really performed or showed up t- too much for us to win. It was just a huge team effort. You had players like Angus Brasher want to play one of his best games of the season. Uh, Harms was massive as well in, in sort of nullifying D- Darcy Parrish a little bit. And early. winning the pill himself. Yeah, and winning the pill himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Petrarca was huge going forward, kicking goals. So, uh, but best player on the ground by far, Zach Merritt was unbelievable all game. Forty one touches. Forty one touches. Yeah. Uh, countless other stats that oh, I don't even know it's just astronomical numbers uh, but he was unbelievable but it, it was it was huge from us I think in, in the sense that their best player got off the chain completely uh, in Zach Merritt and had one of his best games of his career and they weren't even able to really get close they got a little bit close at the end uh, but yeah, it was it was a really good game for the demons and just an all round team effort. Zach Merritt had five hundred and sixty meters gained, second most on the ground, only trailing Ed Langdon, and that's Ed Langdon's number one role. Yeah, He's that doing. is his role. So and for Merritt, who's a, usually just an inside outside handballer out of contests, yeah, that's extremely impressive. So, <clears throat> but hats off to Melbourne to have, you know, Merritt forty one, Darcy thirty seven, Langford twenty nine, Ridley twenty eight, yeah, and still win comfortably. Well done. So uh, Melbourne. They are the real deal, and they definitely showed their class against uh, an, an improving fun. Yeah, a, a fun Essendon side. They definitely, and they're they're really hot at the moment. So that's when it's sometimes so hard to beat a side is when they're really running, they're really hot. They got heaps of momentum behind them, even if they're not. Their tails were up. Team. Yeah, the tails were up big time, and they came into this like thinking they could win, uh, and us coming off a bye and everything like that. So. Yeah, it was, it was a huge win for us and yeah, just sort of proves the quality we've been showing all season. Now moving on to the next uh, major game of the week with a team that hasn't had their tails up of recent weeks, but they're definitely going to be up now. The Bulldogs absolutely put West Coast Eagles in Perth to the sword. It was unreal. It was a strange it, game. We, I mean, I tipped Bulldogs. I think you may have as well. Well, I thought that I tipped the Eagles. Uh, and I, I think was you spewing. called Eagles on the podcast even. Yeah, maybe even, yeah. but I... I saw the start of the game. As soon as it started, it was pissing down with the rain and yeah. there was no fans. And I was like, far out. I wish I tipped the Bulldogs because uh, I just knew the Bulldogs were going to win. They love the, the Eagles. The Eagles just can't like adapt to any... The, adapt their game style to any changes whatsoever. So yeah, if right. they can't kick Mark, they're it's doing over. nothing. If they have no fans or play outside of Perth, they can't it, do anything. Exactly. If things aren't going their way, then they just can't win games. No, no matter who it's against. Like... You've seen them lose to GWS this year, which is looking like a really bad loss. They lost to St. Kilda, which is looking like one of the worst, worst. losses for any side in, in to, yep. inside the top eight. Um, but no, like the Eagles were just shocking and the Bulldogs just poured it on them, even in the wet. Like, it looked like it was going to be one of the lowest scoring games of all time. But the Bulldogs came out and kicked like one goal six in the first quarter. Yeah. So should have absolutely dominated. I think they kicked 20 behinds in the end. 13 goals, 20. Wow. 33 scoring shots to... Uh, uh, West Coast 13. Ridiculous. That's but over double. It was strange because you were watching this game and I was watching it also. Uh, and I was, I was very tired that day. Don't ask why, but I ended up falling asleep. Uh, I fell asleep and it was, it was like 10 point margin to the doggies. And I'm like, this is going to be so low scoring. I woke up and the doggies are nearly on 100 points. I was just, what is going on? What has well, happened? They must I, have just pumped it. I'll tell you one word. Bonson Pelly. 
you ruled him out of the Brownlow contention last week. He gets oh, three votes. He, you said there's no way. He got three votes in the most the easiest three vote game I've ever seen in my life. One of the biggest games of the year. Three goals won with 27, I think 29 or whatever it was. 29 touches, three goals won. Obscene. One of the goals of the season. The one of the best goals I've ever seen. Wow. It was unbelievable. The way he was sprinting at the boundary line to hook that on his left. Oh, that was sensational. That doesn't it doesn't a goal doesn't get any better than that. So uh Bulldogs, they are definitely back into their back into a top three in my power rankings. I think you can agree. Yeah. They're a scary team. Um, but the scarier part from this game, these were West Coast top four ball winners. Shannon Hearn, Brad Shepard. Josh Rotham, Tom Barris. And that was their, with their and full strength midfield. And if you go further down, midfield. Nick Nat Nui as well. Nick Nat. Jack That was Redden. with their full strength midfield. They had all the game back together. Kelly's back, Yo's back, Shuey's back, Redden's flying, Gaff still there. Yes, underdone, understood. Yeah. But boy, that's, that's uh, worry signs. That is panic stations for me, if it, I'm a West Coast Eagles fan. I wouldn't say it's so much panic stations... Then, but now looking at, they're going to have to spend an extended period of time in Victoria where they've proved they can't win away from home and Hubs is literally their biggest downfall. The fact that they've not utilised the first half of the season where they've had heaps of home games to really bolster their record and put them in top four even, uh, which they probably should have done, it really speaks volumes about them. And I still think, I said at the start of the season, I'll say it again, I don't think they're going to make the finals. Well, when Tim Kelly has 14 touches and doesn't lay a single tackle, it's... Did he play all the game? Yep. Or did he get injured? He had... Because I looked at his stat line, just presumed he got injured. 84% time on ground. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it, I thought he got injured too. 36 DT points. You'd be hating having you in your draft team. But, um, yes, injury gaff, not much better. West Coast, they need to figure it out. Thank God they have a very easy run home for them. But nothing's easy for them it, away from Perth. It's actually not that easy of a run home. Because oh. I was looking at today and it's like, like Brisbane... Well, meant to be in Brisbane yeah. and Geelong in Geelong yeah. and um, they got the Demons as well which will probably now be in the MCG and they've got True. I think Richmond as well perhaps oh mm, no sure, there you go. One, one other team that's pretty difficult so they actually don't have that easy of a run home there you go it looked easy because all the big games were in Perth yeah, but now it's anymore. looking like it will not be that way so it would be a really tough run home for them now the last game we're going to quickly talk about is the Crom uh, losing to Carlton I have no words this game. One of the worst games of footy I've ever seen. In my yeah, life. shocking game of footy. I hate both these teams immensely. And I just can't... Yes, sorry, Gov. I hate both these teams immensely. I just couldn't deal with it. I've tipped Cullen every week and tipped against Crows every week. And then I switch it for one week and you both ruin me. Yep. So uh, just a hard game to watch. Cullen looked nice. They looked... Cullen, you know, they've, they had to come out. Williams looked good. Newman looked good. Their runoff halfback was nice. Betts Star played, played well. Star played, yes, I played great. Yeah. Uh, Betts probably the best game of his season. Yep. They play well, and I'm not going to take anything away from that. But gee, Crows look shit. Oh, I, I have absolutely no idea how Crows did not win that game. So I started watching after the Doggies game finished, and Carlton were up like 30 points or something like that. I think they were up 34 at one point. They just kept trying to lose the game. Oh. Like, the amount of like shocking misses by Harry McCoy, I think he got... Uh, three behinds from straight in front in the last quarter. Snapping from 45 out. Snapping from 45. Barely even an angle, to be honest. Slight. Um, And just, they just constantly tried to lose it. There was, there was about three or four players in the last quarter who stepped up and weren't fumbling. It was pretty much the only reason that the Crows didn't end up taking it off them. So Sammy Walsh was huge in that game. He absolutely tore up the Adelaide uh, midfield. So hats off to him. 
big bounce back game after being tagged. Uh, yeah. He spoke about it post game. He just said that's one of the things I need to learn to, to deal he with. Will. He will. Uh, yeah, and he will. He'll be one of the best midfielders potentially ever, but probably for, or definitely for the, for the next 10 the years. Calls, mate. Not... He will. He's so consistent. Yeah, I'll give you that. But uh, it was a game that went away. And it? Crom came out the came out the gates flying. They kicked, I think, one goal six or so to start off the game, which really yeah. could, oh, if that, I think six straight behinds. Could have actually put them to the sword early. Not and the then, first time they've done that. No, and then Cohen let, let the gates open in the last quarter. But then it's two, three, second quarter and third quarter, Cohen looked great and they swatted on the game. So hats off to you, Cohen. Um, maybe they heard our rant to them last week. They must have. Maybe fired up the boys. They fired them up. Must 100%. have. 100%. Because, yeah, maybe should... No, I won't be firing up the crumb. But um, yes, anyway, well done, Cohen. Fuck you, guys. All right, moving on to our winget player of the week. Yeah. Uh, Show me to go first. Yeah, you can go first. I've gone with Devin Robertson. Love it. Love uh, that. A little bit of a vanilla choice considering everyone's been gloating him this week, but I did write this on Monday. Um, he tags Selwood out of the game completely and then won the pill himself with 16 on touches, had, I think, a couple of tackles as well. Two goal assists, four tackles, uh, 20 pressure acts, which is huge. Huge. A great game with Devin Robertson. And um, maybe that's the key to shutting down Geelong. Yep. Take out of Joel Selwood. And you apparently win by 40 points. Well, it's like that with Maybe. the doggies as well. You look at all the stars and everyone, but when you take a libber out, there's yeah. who's like the last player you think to tag. Exactly right. Then it just like ruins their whole structure. But Maybe it does. So maybe that's the recipe to beating uh, Geelong. But well done to Devin Robertson. Yep. He a uh, well-deserved rising star of the week. And of course, the winget player of the week. But even with those stats you read out, it doesn't do justice to his game. That no. is like... It's the best game I've ever seen him play, and he was unbelievable. So with 13 touches. It that's... makes you wonder why he wasn't taken in the first round. Yeah, 100%. At all. No. So the Demons were gunning for him, but we couldn't end up getting him. Uh, we took Trent Rivers instead, so pretty good. You take pretty that. Good one. All right, you'll, you'll play of the week. So my player of the week this week, uh, I just want to give an honourable mention before I do say my uh, player of the week. So I've gone for... James Jordan, as my honourable mention, just had to talk about him. Yeah, very good game. Well, you look at his game, it was really good. First year player, uh, one that's not really spoken about in the high echelon of the Rising Stars this year. Don't Which know is why. surprising. Surprising. He does already have a nod. So, um, of course, Nick Cox is far better than him if you ask any or casual Perkins. AFL fan. Yep. Uh, anyway, no, so James Johnson, uh, James Jordan, sorry, had 21 touches, two goals, with only 64% time of ground. Jeez. Yeah, that's the impressive thing. Why was he on the bench for so long? Don't know. He always is. And with Harms and Viney coming back, they play that sort of pressure tackling role. And like obviously, there's just not much room for him uh, because they're all playing that same role. So he's just playing less time on ground. And it's 64% to have 21 touches and two goals in your first year. Unbelievable. So hats off to him. Not the winger player of the week. The winger player of the week this week for me. Played for Hawthorne. You love the mic time, don't you? Had an, yeah, you know I do. Had an unbelievable game. Best game of his career quite easily. Bloke ended up having, how many? Six marks, two contested, four uncontested, but was just shoring up the back line. Yeah. It was unreal. Like, those marks were like pivotal in pivotal moments for them to win. Having a career-high 28 touches with 17 kicks and was just shoring up their entire back line, making sure Will Day had run, making sure Jaff had run, and just setting them up when they don't have players like Impey... Uh, Burgoyne, Sicily in that back line. It's really important for him to step up. So Jack Scrimshaw, my wing at Player of the Week. Probably the biggest reason they got that upset winner over GWS. So. Could have given it to a few of those at Hawthorne. Back yeah. Because Will Day had a very had a day out. Um, I'm not a fan of the podcast, but... I want to shout out uh, also Daniel Howe. Yeah, another one. 
he had 111 DT, 31 touches um, with six, uh, with 18 kicks. Unreal. Huge game. Nine marks. They they play that really well, Hawthorne. They, I mean, we had GWS locked in for that win, no worries. Yeah. And Hawks come out and do that. So well, who, who knows? But who is Daniel Hound, just quietly? Yeah, you're right. I've never heard of him before. I've never heard of him. I know he's, he used to play a bit of midfield at Hawks, but now he's been moved back to the halfback. No, he's, he's, he played mid all, all, year, all week. No, he's been, yeah. Oh, wing, he's mid. He's going to go more of a wing and playing more of a flank yeah, role. Yeah, interesting. He's been doing really well. But good on him. I think they expect him as a tagger back in his oh, early interesting. days. So, anyway, now we're moving on to our uh, preview. We're going to call it a bit of a tip-off as well. Don't yeah, we'll try the, to explain the it. The AFL wing it tip-off. So. Yeah. What I was thinking this year, obviously, because I'm doing so well in the tipping top of every competition. 91, you're uh, on. Am I really? I had to check because my physio is on 90. He was very proud of himself. 91 is very, Am very I really good. that high? Yeah, you're doing very well. Well, I'm in uh, True Footy. Shout out to True Footy YouTube channel. Uh, I'm in their competition. I'm sitting fourth at the moment. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm three behind the uh, the winner. So one off second. He's absolutely killing He's it. Killing it yeah, they're, they're pumping it. But Continue. Uh, don't yeah. look at my tips this week. But yeah, so we're going to do the wing it tip off uh, from here on out. Obviously, just comparing Cam and I's scores, uh, see how we go throughout the rest of the year. And it's something you guys can sort of play along with at home and sort of barrack for whoever you want to win. So I know most of you will be barracking for me. Makes sense. Uh, but no, we'll, we'll start it off with the first game of the round. It's going to be on Thursday night and it's officially at Marvel. Uh, we'll say there is will be no lines on these games oh, sorry, because yeah, we yeah. don't know anything yet. Nothing's been confirmed. Oh, true, yeah. So yeah. the whole entire line for the round has been scrapped. Has it so, really? So, yes. Um, we'll kick off with what we do know, though. It, it is Gold Coast and Richmond, which will be in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, I'm going... I'm, I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. Well, in this game, I'm just, I'm just going to go Richmond. Yeah. They've lost three three of their key backs that are going to be questionable. Uh, hopefully they can get Flossen and then Asprey back as well, uh, which would be huge for them. But yeah, I think there's going to be too much class of Gold Coast. Gold Coast haven't shown me anything for me to think they're going to win. Um, so I just can't see them winning. But uh, I actually wouldn't mind them winning because these two actually always have really close games in the end. Um, and they do. And that- Carmichael Hunt. Yes, oh yes, who, who could forget? Huge. Um, yes, they do, and that's why I'm tipping Gold Coast to win oh, this game. Um, they, I, reckon they, I reckon their boys would have heard the podcast during the week, just like the Cullen boys did last week. Yep. And they're going to come out and win against a very, very depleted Richmond side, which now loses Prestia as well. Yeah. Um, it's just going for bad for wor- bad to worse for uh, Richmond. And I actually think this game being played at Marvel, which I'm assuming it will be Marvel, because yep. it is a Gold Coast home game, technically. I think that actually suits their gameplay. Uh, even better than it does them playing at home because yep. they're a tall timber side. When the uh, shut the roof, if it's raining, whatever, nice, calm. I think that plays them perfectly. Uh, David Swallow is back, who's their main leader and contested pill winner, and so is Sam Collins. Who's... Lockie Weller back? No, 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 not that I know of. No, okay. but Collins and Swallow back. So I'm tipping the Gold Coast in a huge in a bit of an upset. So don't mind it. Moving on to the next game, Friday night, Cats take on the Bombers. Yep. This will be at I think GMHBA. Um, regardless, cats for me. Oh, it, sorry, ins for Gold Coast. Oh, it's just been released, hasn't it? Yeah, I thought it would be. Yep. Oh, yep, so you got Chris Burgess, Sam Collins, Dave Swallow, huge ins. Noah Anderson out, that's that pretty hurts. big. And Hugh Greenwood, actually. Managed, interesting. Interesting. Anyway, uh, we got Ooh. ins for Richmond, some massive ins here. David Asprey, Riley Collier-Dawkins, Tom Lynch, He's and Jack Ross, Jack Ross is, and Pat Ross is back. Um, and they did not end up losing um, Vlosten as well. So that's huge for them. Absolutely massive. But when you see Noah Bolter, uh, Nathan, Nathan Broad, Kane Lambert, Kane there's a Lambert. lot for that team as well, and Dion Prestia, the huge outs outweigh, outs. Like the, the outs definitely outweigh it. And with. Uh, I'm surprised Samson Ryan got. 
Yeah, Got poor kid. Out. He didn't really do much wrong, did he? Did you see his game? Oh, I know, but he like had minus two DT. I know, but he had an instant knock in the first quarter. Whatever it was, oh, it no. was it was a tough going. Shocking. For him. It was a tough going for him. Got to give him some slack. Poor bloke. But Lynch back is obviously huge, but Collins back for Gold Coast, I think, nullifies that perfectly. So Chris Burgess in is huge for my dream team. Yes. Anyway, Gold Coast for me, Richmond for Doggo. That's our first split one. Geelong for me on a Friday night. You're going Geelong over Essendon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to take Geelong here. I think uh, Tom Stewart's going to have a huge rebound game, which he needs to. I think this is going to be the danger game. All right. Saturday. Like, after, no, like oh, danger yes. field. Oh, danger game. Yeah, like field. Danger. Dominating. Yeah, I can see that. What? Who are you taking? Oh, Cats. Easy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Easy, yeah, I already said that, mate. All right, now moving on to our first Saturday game. Now, it's big news. This is the Brown Bats Bet of the Week. Unbelievable. Brown Bat, as you can see behind me, I'm going to grab for you, it just for to make the sure. YouTube viewers, yes. uh, we do have this nice little, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? A board? Maybe a board? Um, for what's going to be our uh, bet of the Brown Bats Bet of the Week. So, obviously, uh, Brown Bats have sponsored the podcast now. And this is his uh, segment. This, this is the Brown is Bats segment. segment. So for our Instagram viewers and all of, and, and YouTube listeners, yep. this is our Brown Bats bet of the week. So we're going to do about one bet we just absolutely love. Yep. So thanks to Brown Bats, his kind donation. We have a bankroll of 100 bucks, which we're yep. going to start off with. Uh, our week one bet will be the GWS line. Against the Demons. Against the Demons, which is surprising for that to be the very first Brown Bats bet of the week. Against, against, against the Demons. The Demons. But we're rolling with it. 31.5 was the line the last time we had it seen. Obviously, yep. the line's been taken down, but that's and still it won't was. be changed. It won't be changed, I wouldn't think. No. We're going to put 25 bucks on that, start off low, yep. and build this bankroll. So, why are we going to put it on that, Cam? Because we love GWS. No, because. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll explain why. So, uh, <laughs> GWS and Melbourne Demons games, always yes. very close. The yes. last game we won by 34 points, but in uh, that last game, they only had one on the bench. Um, I believe it was uh, Cornelio, Phil Davis, Davis Cornelio, and DeBoer all and were DeBoer, out and after Haynes was struggling as well all after half time um, and we kicked away in that uh, last quarter so it's always close between us two GWS were disgraced last week uh, and they're going to come back with something to prove and yeah. the Demons are, are sort of flying at the moment and we have only beat one team this one. year by more than 35 points so how can you give GWS one team half? And it and, was Hawthorne by 50 points. Exactly. And it was close up until three-quarter time. Yeah, we kicked like eight goals in the last quarter or something. It's like the best quarter in our history or something like but that. But it's too big of a line. We think we think Melbourne win. But yeah, I wouldn't I be shocked Melbourne if GWS win. win at all. But the no. line is far too big for a team that doesn't blow teams out. Yeah. And we expect GWS to respond. And especially last week was a first game back for Davis. Well, maybe not first. But getting their team back together, getting chemistry yep. going, they will respond after a tough loss to Hawthorne. So GWS... They are our Brown Bats Bear of the Week, and we will check back on this next week. Hopefully, this bankroll up here says uh, 150, I'd not uh, yep. 75. But, uh, That'd be good. This will be our Brown Bats Bear of the Week. So thank you to Jared, our Brown Bat thank Bear of the Week. Much. Thanks to our sponsors. Yes, thank you to our sponsors. All right, now moving on to the next game. Oh, Port and Hawks. Yep. Um, there's games missing on sports. Yeah, bet, Brisbane. So, um, Brisbane's next after Brisbane. that. All right, so anyway... Paul and Hawks yep. on a Saturday night. In Burgoyne's uh, 400. Well Huge. done to Silk. 400 games. Uh, how fitting. How fitting he comes up against Paul at his 400th game. That is Trent Burgoyne better play. <laughs> could not be scripted better, but um, I'll be taking Port here pretty comfortably for me. Yeah, I'll be taking Port quite comfortably here. Yeah, can't see them even coming close. After that win uh, last week, they really proved, that, proved their dominance and yeah, they're, they're, just, they're flat track bullies, so they'll, they'll pump the Hawks here, no doubt. It's at Marvel too, so it suits us better than Tasmania. There you go. Um, next game, uh, so we've got both port there. Yep. Next game, we'll go back to the Crom and the Lions, which will be now played in Melbourne uh, rather than being at Adelaide Oval. Lions, Lions 
Done. By so much. 40 plus. Easy. Yeah. Whatever Lions line is, we probably should take it out of our Brown Bats Bear of the Week. Yeah. Uh, we could have, but uh, yeah, Lions line. And it. yeah, I reckon uh, Lockie Neal, most touches lock in that game. He'll yeah. be back. He'll be the game he comes back. I don't give a shit if their line's 35. I think they can blow it out of the water. Doesn't matter. Um, and then Frio Colton now. In- yeah. This changes a lot. If this was in Perth, I think I'd be tipping Fremantle. Because like, they, they did great last 100% week. 100%. And I said a few weeks ago, I'll never tip Carlton again. So I, But now it's going to probably be at Marvel. Yeah, and the issue is with Frio. No, it can't be at Marvel. They've won one game away from home. Yeah. And it can't be. This it, season. It's going to be at either the G or it's going to be at... It can't, I don't think it'd be at the G either with the game at one o'clock. Mm. Does this have to be at GMHBA? It might be. Or another park. So anyway... But I think, regardless, Frio win this pretty easily. Yeah, I'm still taking Frio. Carlton haven't shown me anything no, whatsoever. No, no. And Frio are pushing for the top eight at the moment. They need the wins. So yeah. with Fife back now, we presume, because he was laid out last week, uh, I'm going to be taking Frio in this one pretty comfortably. Yep, likewise. Going the same there. Now, Sunday afternoon. Uh, this is now at GMHBA Stadium, this game. Sydney and West Coast. This yep. should be a great game. Um, oh, I'm actually really excited. West Coast have to respond, as do Sydney. Yep. Sydney showed me something last week. West Coast didn't. Yep. But I'm taking the West Coast Eagles to respond. Really? Yeah. Um, this, this might be one of my locks of the week. Really? Sydney, 100% for me here. It's going to be, if it's a GMHBA, then the Eagles can't, can't play their style again. It's going to be windy. They can't play at GMHBA. It's going to be, do but they, they usually play Geelong there. Let's be real. Yeah, I know. But they got pumped last time at GMHBA. But the thing is, it's such a narrow ground. Players like Gaff and You're Liam right. Duggan and like other all the players who love uncontested possessions on that team aren't going to have the room to move and are going to be suffocated into constant contests. And who better to face when you want when you want contests than the Sydney Swans? Parker dominates it. Kennedy dominates it. Going to absolutely tear up their midfield yeah. like we saw the Dogs do last week. Uh, it's just going to be an absolute blueprint for this uh, Sydney team, and I think they're just going to pump them. I like it. No, I I get it. But I think Eagles class for me. Um, now, this game, this is a coin flip game, if I've seen one. Collingwood and St. Kilda. We thought about oh. taking Saints as our yeah, uh, round yeah. bats bat of the week, and I spoke against it because I think it's just a coin flip of a game. Yep. There's a two-point line or three-point line. I can't have either way. Um, I will, however, be taking... Uh, I'm actually going to take the Pies. Interesting. I'm going to take the Pies because St. Kilda have just been a model of inconsistency and mm-hmm. unpredictability this year. Yep. Yes, they just beat Richmond by 50 points, whatever it was, and dominated Richmond. But that was, I, I almost call that an outlier because yeah. Richmond are never going to score two goals in a game nearly ever again. No. So I was going to call that a complete outlier. Um, and Pies have their team back together. And I still think the new coach factor is a, is a thing. Yep. They usually win straight away. Win the next week, that works for me. So I'll be taking the Pies. I think St. Kilda are going to win this one far better side than the Pies this year. Block. Even as bad as St. Kilda have been, far better side, far better side on paper, and really, I think, yeah, far better. Wow! And I think they're just going to be on a high after beating Richmond last week. They're going to think they're all top shit in a really good way, full of confidence, which is what they've needed, especially for a young team who this year are 18th in the comp for kicking accuracy. Need that confidence, and they've got it now by beating the reigning premiers. And they're actually a top one of the four. I think they're third oldest team in the AFL. Continue. There you go. Yeah. Um, so they got the yeah they got the nous, uh over the young pies uh, and I'm going to be taking St Kilda here pretty comfortably. All right, another split tip, like yep. it, we need it. And then the last game of the round, I don't think we're going to be splitting any tips here. Uh, the last time they played, Josh Bruce kicked ten. Josh Bruce more. averages five and a half goals against North. Yeah, he, and I saw you picked him up in AFL draft. I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't go that. unnoticed. Yeah, didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> but um, doggies for me. 
Yeah, doggies. Quite uh, it easy. won't be a hundred point margin again, no. though. And the fact that the line's fifty, last I saw, I'd be taking North Melbourne's line because they're a much say, better team. Fifty point five is massive. The way North and Melbourne has been playing lately, they're not going to be disgraced like that. No, like, not a chance. So, and yeah. if I took North's thirty-three point line last time they played and lost by hundred, I should be. I wouldn't. Be, I would have to take it by fifty this time, wouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, North will keep the line close. I think it's a great line, but doggies for me and doggies for you. Definitely. All right, that's our tip off done, and obviously yeah. our brown bat. Bet of the week. And we'll get a bit of a leaderboard going next week on uh, how the tip-off is going. Uh, we, we will have it just around here, just we, in the bottom here. We'll we have can Cam even start it just this week for yep. you, Cam, if you want. So you're yeah, that'd be great. I need to like start. 15 tips behind. So. Well, we only, obviously only Brown Bats jumped on this week, so there's no point starting at any other time. Exactly. So, yes, we'll have that down the bottom here going on, and it's all our YouTube and Instagram listeners will be able to see. Yep. But uh, moving on to Matt's multi, the floor is yours. You are still 15, 16, or 17 and 0. Lost count, but yep. continue. So Matt's multi this week, uh, didn't get the win last week that I was really hopeful for. Um, so I see it coming this week. I've got, got a good feeling about this. I've done a lot of research, did it a few days early instead of doing it two seconds before the podcast starts. Uh, but this week, we got the first line happening on Thursday night. I've gone for it again. I've bit the bullet. It could be do or die all in Thursday night, but we're going to go for it anyway. And are we going to be putting any of the Brown Bats multi uh, money onto this or...? Um, I would rather not burn all his money straight away. So I'm sure Jared would prefer the money to be... If this gets a win, then next week, I guarantee we'll put the lot on it. Yep, I'll go with that. Anyway, uh, so first first bet of Matt's multi. We've got Jaden Shaw for 25... We've got Jaden Shaw for 25 plus disposals. So Jaden Shaw has been unbelievable this season, may I add, underrated in my opinion. Um, and in the last five games, Gold Coast have given up more fantasy points to Backman than any other team in the comp with 93 on average. Yep. Uh, and in addition to this, they give up the most uncontested possessions and uncontested marks uh, this year. So Short thrives off of that, uh, averaging up, I believe, 17 of his 23 touches Would be bad, uh, from uncontested possessions. So he's going to absolutely love that, him and Basha Hooley. Uh, but we're just going to go Jaden Short for 25-plus touches and that is paying $2.20. He told us he's, he's the favourite for Richmond to get 25 touches now. Really? How unbelievable is that? There you go. Four. At $2.10 is still great value for a favourite. Yes, very much so. And the second leg of the week, obviously we love it here. It's the Brown Bats better of the week. It's GWS line 31 and a half. So Love it. Since I wrote this actually, it has gone up one point so it's even better. Uh, oh, the yeah. line's out now. Since then, it's now back down one point. It's into 30 and a half. Yeah, that's what I had it, yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, every game, as I said before, over the last few years between these two sides, been extremely close. Uh, last last uh, game this year being a bit of an outlier uh, when they only had one on the bench. So yeah, I'm going to be taking uh, GWS's line against the Demons here pretty comfortably. Don't see the Demons winning by much more than 18, 20 points, to be honest. So No. Uh, and the last leg of Matt's multi, hinted on it before, We've got Lockie Neal over 30 disposals. I so, love that bet. So Lockie Neal, been working his way up, uh, working his way back to fitness, match fitness. Last week, copped a huge tag. Uh, I've got it down how much it is here, I think. I yeah. know oh, I don't. Um, copped a huge tag last week uh, and ended up having 25 touches in the end. So massive game, really. Um, and yeah, so... I just think after working his way up, he's going to have a massive game, have 30 touches. I think it will be paying around the $2.40 mark. That was my guess as well. Yeah, yeah so it's about $2.40 mark. Obviously, the market's been uh, taken down thanks in, to COVID. In my opinion. So we can't really get it. 
But if I do some quick maths here. I've got it here. If we put it at $2.40, we've got it here for you. Okay. So that would come to multi at $9.57. This week's from Matt's 11, multi. I reckon. 11s. At least 11s. So. Oh, I like it. You put one or $2 on it. This is great value multi yeah. for a player who's averaged 25 touches before off the half back line against one of the worst teams for. Uh, defending backman and uncontested possessions. Yeah, a game that's going to be close in the GWS game, in my opinion. And uh, obviously, we've got uh, Lockie Neal, who's a Brownlow medalist, who can get thirty on any day, any given day. So that's Matt's multi this week. Hopefully, we can get a winner now that we've got uh, now that we've got a sponsor, and that can boost us up. Are you thinking bit. we should spend five bucks of our Brown Bats money on it? Potentially, five bucks could go towards uh, this, and we could work that little kitty up just a we're little bit it. more. We're five, doing it. We're doing it. We dollars of Brown Bats cash on the podcast. Brown Bats cash, five dollars, just a five, just because we five. don't, we can't trust, we can't trust Matt's multi. Yeah. But five dollars of Brown Bats cash will be going on the eleven to one multi of Matt's Matt's multi. So huge. That could boost our bankroll up to two hundred bucks for you know. That could be massive. That could be huge. So. Well done. Oh, that one. That's the most research you put into it to date. Well, yeah. Well, it's like the only research I've put into it. Well done. Well, maybe that's been your reason why you've been losing. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, on to the last segment of the podcast. Uh, we've obviously got our hot wings, which you've all been waiting it's for. It's a staple. We keep it here. That exactly. doesn't change. Hot wings since the start. Hot wings, Matt's multi. They need to stay here. They're never going Matt's away. Multi's Don't you up worry. discussions on the shopping block. But no, this week, Cam, we actually both put in the notes. At the same time. Pretty, pretty much the same thing. Pretty much. So we're going for a combined uh, hot wing. Combined hot wing. Who would have thunk Which it? Which with a hot, hot, like, hot chicken? Yeah, it's a like hot, a hot combo meal. Hot roast? Hot combo meal. Yeah, it works. Oh, I love it. Yeah, okay, it works. Like a yeah, zinger box, son. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll call it a zinger box. Yeah, whatever. I've gone with Gold Coast to win. Yeah. And you Ridiculous, are, really. Because I, I, after that, it's just juicy. Yeah. It's a tender one. And you have just gone with... Max King, five goals. Look at that. With some of the bigger defenders out for Gold Coast. Exactly. They're going to really struggle with Under the combo. Under the roof, of, yeah. tall guy, no weather to piss him off. Couldn't be more perfect for him. So I think he's a great player. He's kicked 30-odd goals already this season. Yep. Don't see him not putting five against the Tigers. And you don't think that if he kicks five, that Gold Coast win? No, I see the That's Tigers putting on a huge saw. Yeah, that would, that would be huge. Uh, and I don't know what it would pay, but it would probably pay a fair bit. Um, but last week, I just want to talk about my hot wing last week. Yes, we won't forget about that. So I said St. Kilda to win at $5 against the former Premier's Richmond, and I even had a fancy at um, at St. Kilda 25-plus. It was paying $22. They ended they up winning by 40. logged at home. They won by 40. So it was a huge hot wing, one of the first hot wings to get up this year, I believe, on the AFL. Um, so yeah, absolutely so. absolutely massive for us. Uh, obviously, it blew up, went viral on, on Instagram. So did... Oh my god! Come to twenty to one for a king five plus in time. There you week. go. Anyway, that's huge. Yeah. Five plus. What was it? Thirteen dollars value. Twelve by bucks itself? for king by itself for five. Massive. That's value. Take and that's what we provide there. Value. We do. All right. Thanks for listening. Another what, successful podcast. What a great episode. Combined hot wing. We, we announced some sponsors in a new format. So let us know in the comments if you like the new format. And it's almost like we're taking it seriously now. A little bit. And obviously, we've got the Brown Bat sponsor coming on. So we are we are official now. We're flying. So, uh, so thank you very much for listening. Make and sure course, to follow us on Instagram. At Winger Podcast. And make sure to listen to us on Spotify. At Winger Podcast. And also check out the YouTube as well. At Winger Podcast. Every episode obviously goes up on YouTube. So yep. check that out. Even if it goes up a few, few days late. Doesn't that's matter. All right. don't, don't ask questions. Just like and subscribe so you can see exactly when uh, all of our posts are on Instagram and all of our uh, YouTube videos are posted. So. All right. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks very much. Ta. Good night.